The wording still in the, uh, like this is a 2020 study and it's like a uh, cocaine addict or drug addict or uh, that kind of language is taking away autonomy. You know, it's defining you by a behavioral process and locking you into it forever. That's how I see it. Yeah. Like, why isn't it a person who has a drug problem? And I know this is, I, it might sound kind of funny or unimportant to to people who aren't in it. And I totally get that because it took a long time for me to, to see the importance of it. But words matter when you're in a vulnerable state like that. And if you're told or called, I mean, you know, it's still socially acceptable to uh, like, there's authors who have books titled blah, 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 junkie or whatever. Like this is not helpful. No. You know, it's, I, I think it's just a, it's terminology that hasn't been well thought through and it's detrimental. That's a, that's how I see it anyway. It absolutely is. And it, it, um, you know, I was thinking about how we had Garth Mullins on and he, he refers to himself as a, as a dope fiend. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that is a version of, of, of disempowering that language by calling him, by calling him and his community that I think it is, it is allowing himself to, to carry that definition and to be self-defining and to, I think it disempowers it. It does. Yeah. And I, I absolutely understand what you're saying and I get what he's trying to do, but I, I found that, that actually a little bit cutting. Um, and I, I don't like, I, you know, I can see different organizations trying to like take back the word and all this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's the way because you're, again, you're reinforcing that you're, you're saying it's okay to call me that. And it's maybe it's okay for you, but how about somebody who isn't there yet or somebody who's still trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with their head? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. And, and through the cognitive behavioral therapy model of, of changing, changing the way we're speaking to ourselves, changing, changing the way we, that internal voice is, is running there is a, there is a chemical effect of how that lands and it, and, and to, particularly with the word addict. Absolutely. Um, it's th- thoughts, that word is thoughts, actions, beha- or thoughts, behaviors, thoughts, uh, feelings, behaviors. Sorry. Yeah. Thoughts, feelings, behaviors. Thank you. Um, and that's, that's exactly it. You nailed it. It's that's the, the, the root. That's the starting point of how you feel about yourself in this particular domain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh I mean, if you ascribe to any kind of uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, then you have to, you ha- we would have to look at that more seriously. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. What if we redefine the language, or I, I don't know what what would you say uh, would be a good statement for that or question? Yeah, what if we were really? What if we considered the way we define ourselves and the language we use about ourselves? I think that is happening. I think that you know, for example, in the smart recovery model there's, there is an elimination of, of labels. There is a, yeah. So it it would be referred to as an addictive behavior. Yes. The the behavior is addictive, but I'm not an addict. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we know again, uh, uh, 
the one everyone points to, the study everyone points to is the smoking one, where we know that if you identify as a non-smoker versus uh, somebody who quit smoking, you have a, I forget what it is, a 30% increase in your ability yeah. to quit smoking. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's these little things that matter. You know? and, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, identity is important. Yeah, that's a good one too. Thanks for <laughs> <laughs> refreshing my memory on that. 